What should we say to Jehovah's Witnesses that come to our door? To those we meet at work? Or to those who hand out watchtower literature to us at the airport? Why is prayer and relying upon the Lord so important in this process? Join us today as I visit with Brian Pope. One of the ways he has witnessed to Jehovah's Witnesses is by asking, can I share my favorite Bible verse with you? He'll then read and discuss 1 John 5.13 with them that says, These things are written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, so that you know that you have eternal life. We'll also learn some of his favorite talking points that include discussing the New Covenant, Jesus as our only mediator, why there is only one hope, and the gospel. He always strives to build a positive relationship with them. He's the author of a new book entitled, What Do I Say to a Jehovah's Witness? This is Kay Meyer, president of Family Shield Ministries and your host for today's program. Thanks, Brian, for being my guest today on Family Shield. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Well, we're glad to have you. So uh, tell our listeners how you got involved in sharing Christ with Jehovah's Witnesses. It all started with a longtime JW friend that I have. I've known him since I was in high school, and I'm about to turn 60, so that tells you how long ago. Mm. Uh, so I moved back to the area where he lives, and we started running into each other, and we started talking, and we started talking about the Bible again. So I, I began sharing with him, and then that led to meeting other Jehovah's Witnesses that he knew, and actually visiting his kingdom hall, and going with him to some conventions, and the conversation with him is still ongoing after more than 12 years. Very unusual, and for our listeners, most Jehovah's Witnesses are encouraged not to have friends outside of the Kingdom Hall. Um, it is unusual, but not impossible. And so we should always strive to be a friend to the witnesses that we meet. But thanks for sharing that. Um, so why do you say, before you talk to them, the Jehovah's Witnesses, talk about them? And why is prayer so important as we talk with Jehovah's Witnesses? Yes, and, and that's a little humorous way to say, let's talk about them. And what I mean is to talk about them with the Lord. Right. And prayer is vital when when uh, witnessing to Jehovah's Witnesses, or with anybody for that matter. I think of a verse, John six forty four, where Jesus says, No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. And uh, we have all strayed from the Lord, and none of us would have any interest in God except that he would perform a miracle in our hearts and minds and draw us to him. And it's very true of the Jehovah's Witnesses that we need to pray and ask for a miracle because mm -hmm. that's what it'll take. To it will take a miracle, you bet. Right before the uh, program, I mentioned the first witnesses I ever spoke with uh, back in 1981, and I still pray for them every day. Uh, I was interviewed recently in the host thought they were Christians now, and she asked me a question, and then she had a backtrack, because I was like, no, they're still active in the Watchtower Society. They won't even talk to me 
if I'd knock on their door because um, they we, we had uh, over a year of visits uh, at their home where I went to their home, but uh, eventually they just stopped talking to me completely and, well, today would not, they might say hello, but that would be the extent of it. So it's so different depending on the situation, but uh, but it does take a miracle. You are so right, Brian. Thanks for sharing that. So uh, you also say rely upon the Holy Spirit to lead and direct you. That's so true. We need to ask God to give us a special measure of uh, his spirit and and give us the words we need in the second that we need them. I think the Bible says, um, you know, he gives us those words uh, in the in the uh, time when we need them. But uh, I always say just in that second, because sometimes he brings those words to our mind and we don't even know where they came from. But it was the spirit guiding us. That's true. I mean, if you just read the book of Acts and how the Holy Spirit guided and directed and uh, led God's people, uh, and that can happen today. It happens in our lives if we uh, if we cultivate that ability to hear from from the Lord. And sometimes He'll give us words to say. Sometimes He'll tell us to be quiet. Mm-hmm. And uh, even more crassly, once God told me shut up, <laughs> and He just told me, "Don't say that right now. Just be just be His friend. Just be my Jehovah's Witness friend." And then I was able to share with him later my clever thing I had come up with. But in the moment, I needed to be quiet and just be his friend. Yes, sometimes that's all we need. And uh, you also talk about the importance of using the Bible. I say amen to that. I I believe we that's the one thing we have in common. We love God's Word, and they believe in the Bible. They don't believe in it as much as they believe in their organization, the Watchtower Society, if they, if you ask them which was more important, I think they would go to their organization. But that is a common, uh, a common thing that we hold in esteem. We hold it in high regard. And you, I noticed as I read through your book, um, uh, you really use that Bible very powerfully. So why should we use the Bible with them? Well, uh, God says in Isaiah fifty-five eleven that my word that comes from my mouth will not return to me empty. It will accomplish what I please and will succeed in what I send it to do. So when we share scripture, it's powerful. And I, I aim to share scriptures that they're not as familiar with mm-hmm. uh, to let that speak to their heart and their mind. And and then once we do share a scripture with them, no matter what their reaction is, we need to then pray. And once we leave them, pray that that God will bring it back to their memory. Mm-hmm. That they before they lay their head on the pillow, that they'll remember that scripture verse. And it works. I've had my friend come back to me and say that scripture you shared with me a couple weeks ago. I haven't been able to get it out of my mind. Mm-hmm. So God will use His word with them. Good. Good. Very good. Now, I, I want to go a little more in-depth into some of your talking points that you have um, mm-hmm. in, in Chapter 6. We'll probably move around a little bit. But uh, you uh, say that one of the things you do is ask them if you can share your favorite Bible verse. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm sure you don't just talk about 1 John five thirteen that I read at the end, in the introduction. But tell us a little bit more about how you do that. Yeah, so... 
that's what I do. Even if I just meet them on the street or in a train station, I, I ask, you know, oh, I'm very excited about learning from God's Word, the Bible. Could I share a verse with you that has just spoken to me recently or one of my favorites? And of course, they'll say, yes, yeah, sure. And you've already mentioned 1 John five thirteen. These things are written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. And then I, I tell them, I've come to know that I have eternal life. Have you come to have that assurance and know that you are going to live forever? And sometimes they'll say, oh, sure. But if you press them and say, you know for sure you have eternal life, they'll back off and say, well, no one can really know that for sure. Mm-hmm. And I just read the verse or recite the verse to them again and say, this seems to say we can know it for sure right now. And what do you think about that? And again, no matter how they respond, they've seen and heard the verse and pray that it'll come to their mind later. That's right, because we can know for certain we have eternal life, but Jehovah's Witnesses are taught they cannot know that uh, because they won't have it until the end of the world. Isn't Armageddon that when they will know? Do you know what they believe oh, about Oh, even them? after the thousand even years, after, even then there's after a final the test thousand. at the end of that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, it's, you know, and again, just for our listeners that may not know much about the Jehovah's Witnesses, we do consider them outside of the body of Christ. Um, uh, we wouldn't call, we wouldn't say to them, at least I wouldn't say to them, you're in a cult, but they are. It, that's for Christians to understand. They don't believe in the doctrines of the Bible because they're being taught differently. And I'm just saying that for our listeners. They teach a false Christ and a false gospel. But what we want to do today is give you some ways that you can share the truth of God's Word. And then uh, one of the things you say, Brian, is don't give them everything you know at once. And I totally agree with that. Um, uh, you you may just, if you have a brief conversation with them, talk about one thing and then, you know, spend more time, just as you said, ask some questions, make sure they read it. One of the things I encourage people to do is read the words out, out loud or ask them to read the words out loud. Out loud is better than silently. Silently, you don't know if they're thinking about what they're going to say next instead of really reading it. So read the words out loud because a lot of times it's not really getting into their uh, minds and hearts, and we need to do that. Uh, any other thoughts you have about when you ask about the favorite Bible verse? Yes, the more senses that you involve on their part, the better. Just like you said, have them read it out loud if they're seeing it, if they're saying it, and uh, if you're, if they're hearing it from you, then um, um, they'll remember it, and God will bring it back to their mind. So uh, involve as many of their senses as possible. Excellent point. Yes, excellent point. So another thing you talk about in your Talking Points, Chapter 6, is how can we talk to them about the New Covenant? Now, let's explain to our listeners what that New Covenant is, you know, just go from the beginning so that we don't uh, assume they understand something that they may not understand. Sure. The Old Covenant is the the law agreement between God and His people. It's the in the Old Testament. And then the New Covenant came with the arrival of Jesus Christ, who um, gave His life and paid for our sins. And now there's this new agreement between God and His people, 
where we're forgiven and free, and you want to be in the new covenant. It's the best thing ever. But the Jehovah's Witnesses are taught that they are not in the new covenant unless they are part of the elite 144,000 anointed believers of theirs. So you can ask them, uh, you can say, I'm very excited to learn about the new covenant, and you can quote, quote the scriptures that go with that from Jeremiah 31 and Ephesians chapter 2, and just read those descriptions about the new covenant and tell them, oh, I'm so excited to be involved in this new covenant. It's the best thing ever. And you can ask them then, so tell me, if you're not in the new covenant, like the Watchtower teaches you, what covenant are you in? Are you still in the old covenant? Or are you in no covenant at all? Because there's only the old covenant and a new covenant. So which one are you in? Good. Very good. All right. Well, I want to make some announcements, and then we're going to come back and uh, continue talking to Brian Pope. Uh, we may uh, ask him for a, another comment about the New Covenant, or we may move on to the next point. But one thing I want to say again is that he recommends, and I agree with him, that you don't need to go through all of these with the Jehovah's Witnesses. Just pick one and and take time to talk about it with them, to ask them questions, allow them to respond. You don't have to be the one talking all the time. And it's important, as he said, that we pray before and after we visited with them to ask the Lord to touch their heart and help them remember what was discussed. So again, this is Kay Meyer with Family Shield. Family Shield Ministries is composed of Christians who care about families and the gospel, transforming lives now and for eternity. The Family Shield radio program is aired on more than 50 radio stations throughout the United States and on our podcast platforms. We also coordinate other educational and evangelism services that serve individuals and their families. Thanks for listening. This week, we're giving away numerous tracts that Family Shield purchases and gives away to Christians who want to witness to a Jehovah's Witness. To receive them, call the Family Shield Response Center 1-877-250-8416 or email us at witness to family at gmail.com. You can also order my book, Mission Field on Our Doorstep, Jehovah's Witnesses, on our website, and I'll give that website soon. We also encourage listeners to sign up to receive the Family Shield email newsletter. You can sign up by sending your email address to us, witness to family at gmail.com. Your prayers and support allow us to continue to reach and equip individuals and their families for Christ. Your support makes our work in the ripe and plentiful harvest possible. Thank you so much. Brian Pope, my guest today, has a new book coming out soon. What do I say to Jehovah's Witnesses? You can order this on Amazon. And since it's not out yet, it'll be out in a couple weeks. I also wanted to mention that Family Shield will be featuring his book once it's out, and it will be included on our website link, Recommended Books, 
which uh, you can find on our website, and it will stay there. It doesn't just go up for a, a week or so. It will also be on our homepage just for a few weeks, but it will stay on our recommended link uh, for the website, which is www.familyshieldministries.com. I want to ask Brian if he has anything else to say about his book before we continue our discussion. Well, yes, as you say, it will be coming out available on Amazon. And uh, just so you know, I always price my books very inexpensively. It's not about making money. It's about uh, equipping God's people to do the work of ministry. So I'm excited to have it come out. I'll be speaking at a conference later on in April. So um, I'll want that book to be out before then. So coming out very soon within the next couple of weeks. Thank you so much. All right. And we and you can always email us uh, if you forget the name of the book or the name of the author. We're always happy to uh, share that uh, information with you. Call us or email us. That would be great. So anything else about the New Covenant, Brian, before we talk about another one of your talking points? Well, just to, uh, to mention again, you can uh, uh, look in the Bible at the descriptions of the New Covenant. Jeremiah 31, beginning at verse 31, and then in Ephesians 2, right around in the middle of that chapter, it talks about the New Covenant. And just read those from the Bible. There'll be passages there that they won't be as familiar with, and so share it with them, and it'll speak to their hearts and minds. Yeah, I really liked uh, that some some of the uh, things that you uh flushed out in your book. Uh, because no, the New Covenant, the Old Covenant, we don't talk that much about those things. So let's talk about another one of your talking points, that Jesus is our mediator. Tell us more about that. Yes. So uh, it's this is a subject that even many Christian believers that have been believers in Christ for decades don't really know much about. And if you uh, have a look at at mediator in the Bible, it's uh, it's very exciting. It's very good news. And First Timothy two verse five says there is one God and one mediator between God and humanity, the man Jesus Christ. And so Jesus is our mediator, our go-between. He pays for our sins and he enables us to have a relationship with God the Father. And we can also pray to Jesus as our mediator in prayer. And Jehovah's Witnesses even end their prayers by saying, we pray this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Mm -hmm. But they also teach that Jesus is mediator only for those anointed 144,000 elite believers. So he's not the mediator for most millions of Jehovah's Witnesses. So you can ask them, uh, is Jesus your mediator? And many of your common rank-and-file Jehovah's Witnesses will say, yes, they believe he is, and they want him to be their mediator. But you can say, well, I've read on the, the Jehovah's Witness website that it teaches there that Jesus is mediator only for those anointed 144,000. So don't you want to have Jesus as your mediator? and you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and what he did for us, he becomes your mediator. He's our ransom sacrifice, and he's our mediator for prayer to God the Father. And uh, I've come to know that Jesus is my mediator. It's 
it's a wonderful thing, and I, I wish and hope that for you as well. Absolutely, yes. And I think uh, some of the listeners, uh, the 144,000 uh, that they believe Jehovah's Witnesses have two groups, the 144,000 in the heavenly kingdom and then the remaining witnesses from the beginning of the time of Christ and his resurrection till today are on paradise earth. So those that are on paradise earth would not have Jesus as their mediator. But many Jehovah's Witnesses don't understand that. And so I think that's a real eye-opener when uh, Brian would share that with someone. But the other thing, and he says it in his book, and I know it from experience as well, a Jehovah's Witness will never tell you they're having doubts. Oh, you're right. Oh, my gosh, I never realized that. They may have doubts, but they're not going to tell you. Uh, If they bring it up to their elders, they'll be disfellowshipped. So it's a very challenging time for them, but they usually will never tell you you, they're having doubts, even though they may very well be after you talk to them. So just again, bathe it in prayer, pray for them, pray for them, pray for them. Our time's going to go quickly. I know Brian would like to make a comment, but I'm going to ask you to share a little bit more about what you share when you share the gospel with them. Oh, yes. Well, what I like to do is ask them, what is the gospel? And if I meet them out on the the streets, uh, I I ask, what's the good news that you're sharing today? Or the gospel, you know that gospel means good news. Mm -hmm. What is your good news? And just let them tell you what their good news is, because then they'll talk about the coming paradise on earth and the kingdom of God that will be a literal government, and, and they'll give their spiel and just let them. And then you can ask, why is your gospel or your good news, why is it so different from what the Apostle Paul spelled out in 1 Corinthians 15, verses 1 through 4. And you can open the Bible or bring it up on your device and look at it together with them and just read 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4. And Paul says there what the gospel really is, that Jesus Christ lived and died and rose again and paid for our sins. It's all just very clearly spelled out right there. And just ask them, why is your gospel or your good news so different from what I find here in the Bible. And then just let that hang. Let them think about it. How they react is really up to them. Mm -hmm. But uh, like you mentioned, Kay, that they can just be wrestling inside. Mm -hmm. They're very good at having a poker face. Yes. But they may be just torn up inside about this. So share it with them and then pray and ask God to, to make it bother them. What kind of reactions have you had uh, as you've shared that question with the gospel and then ask that question, why is your gospel so different from ours? Because because it is very, very different. It's not about Christ suffering no. and dying for our sins and being resurrected. It's not about that with the witnesses. It's a totally different gospel. But what do they say? Well, the reactions I've received from them have been, a, have been an entire range of, of reactions. Some of them will say, Oh, that's very interesting. I'll need to research that more. And that's a good thing. That's a good response if you get that. And sometimes they'll forget about it, but you know, pray that God will bring it back to their memory and that they will follow up and research more and look for themselves. Uh, the other end of the spectrum is I've had a, a lady 
that wouldn't even look at the Bible passage with me. Mm-hmm. I said, can we look at this Bible passage? She said, no. And I, I couldn't believe, I didn't know how to react then. I couldn't believe it. She would not look at the Word of God, the Bible, at what it says there in 1 Corinthians 15. So you can get a whole range of reactions, but just pray that God will work on them from the inside in their heart and mind. Yes. And when they say, I'm going to research that, pray that they don't go to their elders to research it, because that's what they're taught to do, to go and ask a question of the elders who will give them the Jehovah's Witnesses' belief and teaching. Uh, Pray that they really will research it, that they'll go online, or they'll go to, by the way, I mentioned to Brian, I wanted to mention that we met on an ex-Jehovah's Witness or Doubting Witness a Facebook page. Uh, he's a, he's a member, and so am I. I'm not an ex-witness, and neither is he. But many of the people that come to those pages are ex-witnesses, are witnesses that are doubting. So if any of our listeners are interested, you have to be invited. It's a private page, so my friends don't see anything on that page. I'm on a couple of those. Um, And I just want to mention that because that would be a good place for someone that has a question brought up to ask a question to get responses. What do you think about that, Brian? Oh, yes. I think I've lost count of how many Facebook groups that I interact with. I know, me too. Yeah. So it's a a good place to interact with Jehovah's Witnesses and to... uh, to talk with others and and get some questions answered. You bet. You bet. Very good. Well, I think uh, the what is the gospel is just one of the most important things we can share. And as I said earlier, they teach a false Christ and a false gospel. So a lot of times it's a matter of talking to them, letting them speak, as Brian said, but also define terms. They use the same terms that we use in Christian, in the Christian faith, but they don't often mean the same things. They're totally different. You need to understand those vocabulary issues that will come up. There's less than two minutes left, Brian. Real quick comment that you have as we close. Yes, I just say pray and ask God how you could be used to reach out to Jehovah's Witnesses, whether they're at your door or at your workplace or in your community or in your family. You may have have loved ones that are that are are captive to the watchtower system and just ask God how you can help, how you can live it in front of them, mm-hmm. how you can be God's hands and feet and God's spokesperson to speak into their hearts and minds in in little ways. We just plant seeds and the results are up to God. Very good. Very good. Again, my guest has been Brian Pope. His new book will come out soon, What Do I Say to a Jehovah's Witness? And check back with Family Shield to learn more about that. And again, I want to mention that we are giving away several tracks today to anyone that requests them. Uh, Family Shield purchases uh, tracks on the uh, Jehovah's Witnesses' teachings to help Christians learn more and how they can respond. And one that I really, I have a bunch of them in front of me right now, but one is, he is not here, he has risen, as he said, Jehovah's Witnesses in the gospel of the resurrection. Of course, they don't believe in a resurrection. They believe in a recreation. But our time is up. This is Kay Meyer with Family Shield, uh, and thank you so much for listening. God bless your day. 
You've been listening to Family Shield, a production of Family Shield Ministries. Its mission is to educate and equip people through the power of the gospel to know Christ, grow in His Word, and to strengthen individuals and their families. To learn how you can obtain resources or support the ministry, go to www.familyshieldministries.com or write Family Shield Ministries, 7045 Parkwood Street, St. Louis, Missouri, 63116. And tune in again next week for Family Shield. Family Shield.